Shalom Rechem Rabbi I hope that everybody had a fulfilling Shavuos and a strong Kabbalah Satayra. And this week we'll be continuing Sefer Bamidva, Midbar and Parshas Baalaischa. Now, Parshas Baalaischa starts a certain trend, starts a certain pattern throughout the next uh, quite a few parishes as we go along. We find Klal Yisrael um, doing different types of chatoim, uh, different types of sins that uh, Klal Yisrael is punished for in a very strong way about. And most of the sins that we talk about are sins that were not even things that were done with actions and with machshav, with thoughts, or with words that were being said. And even though the pun the sin that was being done was something offensive, we see that the Torah comes down very, very strongly with different ancient, different punishments from the Shemayim for those things. And we know the Torah is not just a storybook. There's a reason why the Torah brings certain stories, certain happenings, certain things that wind up happening throughout the history of Pai's show. And the Torah, for some reason here in Parshat Bamidbar, seems to emphasize all these different different averas that wind up being done now, Klai Yisrael did many mitzvahs, did very, you know, things which were very good, and, and they also possibly did other things, and for some reason the Torah seems to be focusing on these. So what's the common denominator between these things that we find in the Torah that are being done to these parashas? <clears throat> this week's parasha we talked about the chet of the Nisayinim, who complained, the chet of the Nisavim, and they complained it was not, it was too much and when there wasn't a good enough food, and that they missed the food that they had in Mitzrayim, there was the chet coming up with the with Kairach, with, with the Miraklim, with, with the B'nai Smayav, all different types of things that happened throughout the throughout the rest of Sefer Bamidbar. So what's the message? What's the idea? So the Nesiva Shalom has a very, very, very important uh, approach that really um, gives us an idea of the foundation of Klal Yisrael. The Nesiv Hashem explains that we have a Klal, a rule, that we have a very important rule that we find brought down in the Sermak Doshim to explain what exactly is the whole gain and goal of the Tariq Mitzvahs, the 630 Mitzvahs which we have. Sermak Doshim say that all the Tariq Mitzvahs are eaten the Mitzvahs of Vaisidbuk. There are eight sites there, the different types of techniques and ideas of how a person can come to the mitzvah of Uvoy Sidbak, which is to connect with Hashem, which means the, the goal of a person's life in this world is to figure out how to connect to Hashem. And the tying mitzvahs that we fulfill, as Rabbi Chal tells us in the Seal Sasharim, right, the tying mitzvahs that we do is that way of bringing us to come to that connection, to build that connection to bring us closer and closer, closer to HaKadosh Baruch <clears throat> Now there are 248 mitzvahs I say, and 365 mitzvahs I say. So the 248 mitzvahs I say, which are the positive commands that we have, are the positive ways and techniques that we can build ourselves to make that connection, that that, vacuous, that connection to Hashem. Whereas the 365 mitzvahs I say, Shasa, Mitzvah Leisa say, 
those are preventive measures that a person has to avoid doing in order to make sure that he doesn't come to break that connection. And that's what a person accomplishes when he keeps the 365 mitzvah say. When a person breaks those barriers of those mitzvah say, then he winds up tampering with that connection. And when he does the mitzvah say, the 240 mitzvah say, so then he is promoting and making greater that connection with Hashem. Now explains the Nefziva Shalom that in order for a person to really be able to come and to build that connection, he has to be very strong in the roots of the of the foundation to Klal Yisrael, in his mindset, in his whole setup. And if a person winds up tampering or or you know um, in any way destroying that foundation, then that's a very serious offense. Because that means that a person is tampering with the essence of what we're in this world for, is to figure out how we connect with we connect with Hashem. Hashem created the world, and He gave us this world, and although we have lives that we have to live, and families we have to build, and products that we have to be able to, <clears throat> to be able to make, and the things we have to do, but there has to be a theme and a direction to our life of what, what, we're, what we're living for, what we're trying to accomplish. In other words, we're, we're, we're making money to support our families. For what? There has to be a purpose that we're here. And the purpose is to connect, to connect with Hashem. Whether it's with the suits we have on Shabbos, whether it's with the different things that each family has the opportunity to do in the world, with the chesed that they can do, with the Torah that's being learned, the things that want to be accomplished, that each and every person with his family and with his situation is Mekad Hashem Shemayim. And winds up being able to have the opportunity to be the kind of mitzvah of a voice sidvak to connect with Hashem, and the mitzvah is, is the catalyst, is the, is the is the way that a person is able to bring himself to come to that, to come to connecting with Hashem. But if we tamper with the foundation that that helps us to connect with Hashem, which is our emuna, our emuna in Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and also by keeping the kedusha that we have, the separating ourselves from the worldly things that wind up existing and having a katusha and we and we keep that we keep the amun in us and we keep the kadusha in us that enhances and builds the the fakes with Hashem. But as soon as we tamper and we wind up um we wind up starting to attack in any way or or wind up damaging in any way that foundation, that amuna or that kadusha, and that's a very serious problem because then it's it's going against the whole purpose that we're in the world for, which is to connect with Hashem. And that's the first two Averas that we talked about in this one's parish. The Mis'aininim and the Mis'avim, the Asaf Suf. Right? What was the Mis'aininim? They complained. Now, they didn't really have, they didn't, wasn't, the thing they complained about wasn't such a big deal. What did they complain about? They complained, Ay, we have to schlep through the midrobe here. Look how much we have to schlep through this Long way in the midbar here. We had to go three days straight without any type of, you know, uh, rest from the afflictions of the road. They were complaining. Now that was a, a a direct insult and a direct attack in our Abunas Hashem, because if they would have just realized that Kodesh Baruch was taking them to the midbar and that there was a whole plan in order to work this way through to get them into Eretz Israel, and they wouldn't have complained about that. Then they would have saved themselves a lot of agmas nefesh, a lot of pain, and a lot of a lot of a lot of difficulty, right? But once they went ahead and they tampered with their abuna, trusting in Hashem, 
So then there was a price that had to be paid for that because once you're tampering with your amunah, then that's tampering with the foundation to what we're in this world for. And then the price that winds up having to be paid is very, very severe. And even though in Bezdin Shomata in this world, in, the, in, the, in, the, in Bezdin down in this world, they can't do anything because it wasn't an actual action that was done. But in Shemayim, there's a big price for that. And that's a lesson for us to learn how a person always, throughout his life, has to be able to remember that there's a manhik, there's someone that is running the world and directing the world, and and the, the things that happen are based on a manhik of the world. And we, when we when we have that ingrained in us, and that that's mechazakos in our moon, when we don't sometimes find things that happen that we don't understand, when we start to question that, we start to to um, you know to tamper with that. That's a very dangerous place to start. What was the second chet the parasha talks about? That's Safsuf, the Erev came and, and started working everybody up to complain about the special foods and the melons and the and the all the different you know types of squash and melons and special onions and garlic and all the special um, fruits and vegetables that they had in Mitzrayim and now they're stuck in this midbar with nothing to eat over here and they complained. And when Misavim, they were they were their taiva, their 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 desires overtook them and they started to complain. When a person, of course, every person has to eat in order to live and has to be able to eat in order to take care of himself. And a person doesn't take care of himself and doesn't eat, he can sometimes be called a chayte. And uh, that's one of the reasons why a nazir has to be a carbon because he's holding himself back to the things that Hashem wants him to partake in, right? But especially if this person needs it for his health and he doesn't do that, a person has to be able to know when and where a person should refrain from certain things. But even though a person is meant to eat, and eats to eat, and is supposed to eat, and makes a bracha to let Hashem know how much he appreciates and how much he enjoys it, but a person cannot get overtaken. Like I always tell, I mentioned before many times, that when I tell my children that we <coughs> eat to live, we don't live to eat. And when a person goes ahead and takes the food and makes a asic out of it, he makes a business out of it, he makes a whole to-do about it, and that's taking away from our hashibas. That's taking away from our kedusha, right? When we go ahead and we we take the physical world and we get caught up in it and we let it take away our whole sense of judgment and we can start to get into arguments about our our tibus and our pleasures and our comforts, and that's something which is tampering with our kedusha. Tampering with our kedusha, that's something which is the, the, the punishment winds up being very severe again. Because that's again attacking the Uvay Sidbuk, the Vekas that we wind up making with HaKadosh Baruch. So our objective in this world is to be able to connect constantly more and more and more with HaKadosh Baruch. Living normal lives, raising families and doing the things that we have to be able to do. But with a mindset, with a theme to life, that we're connecting with HaKadosh Baruch through and through. And when a person tampers with that, tampers with that connection, then Chas Hashem, that can be something very, very serious. And if a person, and that's the message of most of the chatay, most of the things that I mentioned in Sefer Bamidbar. And <clears throat> the Siva Shalom says something very interesting. He says that why did Kash Bochum put that over here that Kaisol in, in, in some, you know, was Nichsha, was stumbled on these Averis? Because before Kla Yisrael, before Terry Yisrael, there had to be a, a, a um, way of, of making some type of of immunization to make Klai Yisrael safe from being caught up in this with this plague of being of 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 mistake by winding up <coughs> tampering with the Amuna and with the kedusha to Klai Yisrael. 
therefore they have to have these challenges inside the midbar to be able to become aware and to understand what happens when we tamper with our amuna and what happens when we tamper with our kedusha in order to prepare them in order to go into Eretz Yisrael. Now, if we take a message from these parishes, and each person, you know, person doesn't have, you know, has to think some way. Is there something in my life that I feel that I can be mechazik in my emuna? Is there something in my life that I feel that I can be mechazik in my kedusha? So just like you see over here, that the punishment of a person who tampers with emuna, a person who tampers with kedusha, is very severe. If a person makes a move to try to go ahead and to be mechazik his amuna, a person tries to go ahead and make a move to be mechazik his kedusha. And how much more so Akash Bokhu always has Rachanin, how much more so he can help a person to be able to come to tremendous levels of being able to connect to connect with Akash Bokhu and that can wind up being a source of Siapishmaya for us, our families, and the whole Kai Israel. Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos. Ko